Too often we rely solely or primarily on conventional medicine to treat symptoms and disease. But these can mask the problems, so we never get to the root cause of the disease. There are better choices. Welcome to Generation Regeneration with your host, Sandra Guy-Malhotra. Conventional medicine does play an important role in effective treatment, but even more important are the daily lifestyle, food, and spiritual choices we make. Now, here is Sandra Guy-Malhotra. Welcome, everyone, to Generation Regeneration. I'm Sandra Malhotra, your host. Thank you so much for joining me, whether it be live or on demand. Our goal with the show is to provide information and support for those who want to take ownership of their health and engage in a lifestyle that regenerates their body, mind, and spirit. And it's our belief that this lifestyle lays the foundation for achieving many other successes in life because you have the robust health and the positive attitude to make things happen. Though To be sure, reaching our full potential is not always easy to do on our own. A boost from a compassionate and knowledgeable coach can make all the difference. And I'd like to emphasize that seeking help from a coach is not a sign of weakness, but rather of strength and determination to move beyond what are often self-imposed barriers that arise because of our life experiences. Our guest today, Audrey Hayskamp, will speak to these points. Audrey is an integrative life coach and game changer and the founder of Tall Poppy, Inc. She has an MA in exercise physiology and served as a cardiac rehabilitation specialist and patient lifestyle educator at the University of Michigan Cardiovascular Center for over 11 years. And since leaving this career, she became a certified conscious living and relationship coach through the Hendricks Institute, a master body-wise facilitator, and facilitator and trainer for the Radiance Process. And using this combination of skills, Audrey has committed her life to exploring whole systems aliveness, or what she likes to call evolutionary fitness. She will talk to us about how she helps her clients expand beyond limitations and grow their capacity for thriving wholeness, personally and professionally. You can learn more about her work at tallpoppyinc.com. Welcome to the show, Audrey. It's wonderful to have you here. Thank you, Sandra. I feel super excited to be with you and to already have started a conversation about evolutionary fitness with you and to bring it out into the public on an even larger scale. That's right. Let's do that. And let's start by delving into how you came to be an integrative life coach. Because like many holistic practitioners, this isn't just a job but a calling for you. So can you talk to us about your journey from rehabilitation specialist to integrative life coach and game changer? Yeah, thanks. That's a, it's a great journey, and my original idea back in my college days was to be a doctor, and when I really discovered how much I was going to be inside and the hours and kind of the quality of my life as a doctor, I made the change to become a physiologist instead and moved into the area of cardiac rehabilitation and patient education. And what I like to, to say is that it was moving from a sense of heart care to a greater context of wholeness care. And moving into a field now in the integrative life coaching that is really about supporting people to take healthy responsibility for where they are currently as well as supporting them in building the bridges to where they want to be. So it it was from heart care to wholeness care and also a shift in the context from 
what could be a limiting system within the medical care system to really a, a larger context of personal responsibility and integrity and clarity with uh, what they want and how people want to get, get there. That's very well put. And also, I would think that as the rehab specialist and even your career now as a life coach, you're working more directly with people. You're touching them more directly, whereas quite often doctors, they don't have that intimate of a relationship with their patients. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. That's true. In fact, you know, in many areas in medicine, it's not encouraged to have a very personal relationship with your patients or with your clients. And one of the things that I love as an integrative coach is that my intention is to be intimately connected with the people that I'm working with such that, you know, I'm sharing my own experiences at times as well as encouraging them along their path so that, you know, there's a sense of like, yes, they do have to make their own decisions and there are other people that have moved along this path already So there is a nice relationship that gets formed that I think um, supports the evolution and the change that the person is choosing. I think so, too. And I think it brings an aspect of humanity to it instead of just Mm -hmm. more of a clinical approach. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think as a a coach and as a hands-on facilitator, bodywork facilitator, being willing to be in the experience with my clients has a huge impact on their success and also for them to know that I'm still learning in the process of them learning as well so that it's a collaboration versus a me doing something to them or me telling them what to do. We're really resourcing, um, they're really resourcing themselves and I get to learn in the process too, which is one of my favorite things. That's right. And it's more of a partnership as opposed Mm -hmm. to more of a power differential, which is Mm -hmm. kind of set up in the conventional medical system where the doctor is in the lab sort of telling you what to do and you're sitting there. Okay. Uh, But you, just like you said, you're, you're a partner in the process. And so I would think that's pretty empowering. It is. I think it's empowering. My sense is it's empowering for them because I'm, I don't know what's good for them. They know what's good for them. And my job is to support them in unearthing and revealing their own wisdom to themselves. And I just happen to have a lot of practice and a lot of toys in my toy box as to how to do that. So there's a lot of different ways that we can collaborate and, and use their, their bodies, their intellect, their intuition, their creativity so that they get to know themselves as totally resourceful. That's wonderful. Now, let's talk a bit more about your business. You call it Tall Poppy, Inc., and you call your approach to helping your clients move beyond their limitations evolutionary fitness. Can you explain what each of these mean? Yes. (laughs) I love the name Tall Poppy, and I got it from a really good friend of mine who is an artist and a really fabulous woman. And the myth of the Tall Poppy is that In the field of poppies, those poppies that grow larger and taller than all the rest get their tops cut off. And that that has been a myth, I think, that has carried over not just to, you know, fields of poppies, but to those of us that are willing to 
to really embrace our too muchness mm. and to let ourselves move beyond the mainstream and, and beyond kind of, you know, the like only get as large or as outrageous or anything as anyone around you, but to really open up the possibility to living beyond the box of normalcy, beyond the box of the mainstream of our inherited conditioning and really getting to sense into and embody and enjoy our full capacity. That's great And the tall poppy is about really like going all the way, you know, all the way with what you really want and learning how to do that in a way that's also a really good time. That's great. That's, that's awesome. Yes. And now <laughs> evolutionary fitness. Uh, well, I, I coined this term because I realized that evolutionary fitness is like, you know, each of us is this incredible ecosystem of a nervous system, our physicality, our energetic system, all of these different, both physical and energetic systems. And it's a total miracle of how well they all work together already. And then any system is really only as strong as its weakest point. So evolutionary fitness is about tuning into what's the system that may need a little bit more fine-tuning to raise the bar of what's possible. And that everyone's evolutionary fitness is different. So I want to be supporting people that all of their systems are aligned and, and supporting them in creating what they really want. And for some people, they might not want to go run a marathon, so their physical system doesn't need a particular level of fitness. Some people, you know, may want to be fine-tuned in their mental acuity and clarity. Some people may want a shift in their creativity so it's really about finding that area that wants a little bit more attention so that all systems are primed to move into the next evolution of themselves like they fit. You know, you're using the muscles of all of your systems to get really fit and available for the life that, you know, really turns you on. Yeah, that's great. And I think that's, you, you put it well, uh, and I think you demonstrated why working with a coach can be so helpful because you may have some clients come to you with a, a direct request, but then others, I imagine, they're, they're held back and they may not know why. And working with someone like you would be able to help uncover that and help move them forward. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that I've spent many years now um, kind of fine-tuning my capacity to see and sense into where's the opening and to support people in turning towards the opening. And anytime I'm in relationship or, you know, or you're in relationship, when you bring two people together, it creates a quantum shift in the amount of energy and possibility that are there. So I can process a lot of stuff on my own, but when I bring in somebody else's curiosity and appreciation and their own sensing and seeing of something that has their perspective to it, I open up a whole new set of doorways about what's possible. And I also think like learning in public, learning with someone, learning with a witness, it, it really, um, it does something to the process, like letting myself be seen or seeing someone through their journey is is so life-changing. You know, we all want to be seen. 
And so seeing someone and loving them and supporting them through a process um, is really, I think, a very important tool. And it, and it accelerates the learning process, too. There's only so fast I can go on my own that when somebody else adds their energy, it adds a little bit more fuel to the fire. That's right. And those are wonderful points and a great description of what you do as an integrative life coach at Game Changer. So now let's get ready for break time. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra, and I am talking to integrative life coach and founder of Tall Poppy Inc., Audrey Hayescamp. And if you are ready to bust loose, then you're in the right place today. Stay tuned because next we're going to delve into what Audrey knows for sure. This is really good stuff. Thanks for joining us. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. A new health and wellness community is coming in 2015 called HoldTreatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together, we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and my guest today is integrative life coach and founder of Tall Poppy, Inc., Audrey Hayescamp. And in the last segment, we discussed her transition to life coaching and introduced the approach she developed called evolutionary fitness, in which she helps to optimize everything that's going on in your body, mind, and spirit, especially if there's something that just needs a little tweak. 
And now, Audrey, I'd like to discuss what you know for sure. I love this mm. subject, and it's a question that Oprah always asks her guests on one of my favorite shows, Super Soul Sunday, because these are the gems that have resulted from years of experience and introspection. And I know mm-hmm. you include these on your website, and they're just great. So mm. let's cover a couple of them. And the first one that I'd like to discuss is when you say suffering is totally optional. What do you mean by that? Um, well, I think we all got taught really early on that, you know, it was better to, like, work really hard to kind of put our shoulders to the grindstone and, and, and you know, have that kind of, like, <laughs> feeling when we're moving right. through our lives, that there's a level of value to that. And I think there is value to that in that, you know, we learn how to do that but suffering to me has less to do with, like, the vigorousness of life and more to do with am I participating with it or am I resisting? So when I resist the experiences I'm having in my life, what I generally create is suffering. When I really embrace the experiences I'm having in my life, even the ones I don't like, but I can look at them and say, okay, so I call this in, I'm creating this, so... Um, what's the purpose underlying this experience that when I learn it, the experience no longer has to be happening. And the suffering part comes, at least in my world, comes with um, resisting the experience or telling myself I'm having the wrong experience. Then I almost instantly will create some suffering for myself. That's that's really interesting the way you put that because it's also very consistent with what my guest last week described. Uh, his name is Dr. Terry A. Gordon, and he wrote a book called "The Storm." The storm doesn't last forever, and mm-hmm. he was talking about the experience he went through when his son underwent a, a tragic accident, became uh, paralyzed from the neck down, mm-hmm. and he went through a, a lot of spiritual growth and he learned that every experience is there to teach you. And if you're open to that, then you see the lesson in everything. And you realize that if bad things happen or challenging things or even heartbreaking things, that's because mm-hmm. you're being moved along a certain path. Maybe you need to mm-hmm. correct what you're doing or change what you're doing. And so the universe is always in perfect order. And I think that's what you're saying, that the mm-hmm. suffering really comes from resisting what's happening mm-hmm. or resisting the learning or resisting the path that the universe is trying to put you on. That the suffering yeah. is what we create by our reaction to what's happening. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I know that for me, one of the major shifts in my perspective that assisted me in shifting out of the suffering model was to make the choice to see the universe as my ally. Mm. I like that. So that rather than believing that the universe is against me and I need to fight in some way to make it through my life, that just opening up the possibility about like, what if the universe is actually my ally and is in favor of me fulfilling the things I really want to be up to. And sometimes what presents itself is a challenge, an obstacle. And how can I see that obstacle as an opportunity to really know what I'm made of? And I also think in that same sense of the universe as my ally, one of the areas of learning that I think isn't as well used as, as I hope it will be in the future is that 
there's also a whole possibility of learning while having a good time Mm -hmm. and of learning through um, somebody else's experience, like learning through wisdom versus requiring myself to have all the experiences in my own life. So I choose to look around and anyone that comes into, I'd say like my neighborhood, like the neighborhood of me, I look at like what's going on in their world and how can I learn something from their experience particularly maybe the challenging ones, such that I don't need to be creating that in my life to learn from it. Mm-hmm. And then also adopting this possibility of like, wow, I wonder how much I can learn through ease and through having a really good time. And um, it, there's a great bit of science around that now that says real sustainable change only happens when your nervous system is in a state of having a pretty good time, a relaxed, alert state. That's where the real change comes. If I'm suffering and if I'm fighting and if I'm, you know, working against things, I'm actually not going to be creating real sustainable change. I'll be creating a reaction. So I love that. I love like, oh, I want my nervous system to actually create a sustainable change that takes me into my life. And that happens when I open up to seeing the universe as my ally. Mm, that's, I love that. The universe is my alloy. Yeah, because what our guest last week was saying was the universe is always in perfect order. Everything is in mm-hmm. perfect order. So that's a, that's a just a different way of saying that the universe mm-hmm. is here supporting you at all times. Yeah, that's my well, choice. That's a great choice. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay, now how about wholeness is a verb, not a noun? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wholeness... Although it sounds like a noun, and in the dictionary you would see it as a noun, is that sense of completeness within myself. And what I have learned over the years is that this is a dynamic, a moving process, a growing, expanding, fine-tuning process. So even in nature, nothing stays the same. So wholeness isn't a thing that stays. It is an experience that continues to mold and fine-tune and expand itself. And it really has a lot to do with my willingness to include all aspects of myself, even the ones I might not like. That's right. Yeah, because staying in a state of love and acceptance mm-hmm. uh, will help you continue to grow and improve those parts perhaps, mm-hmm. that you would like to improve. Yeah, I, I learned that myself. Uh, just when I went through just some weight loss, I was working a job for a while, which was very sedentary and stressful, and I put on some weight. And it's easy when your body isn't in the shape that you want it to be to dislike it, to mm-hmm. to look at it. Oh, gosh, I really don't like this. But when I really started making progress was when I accepted it and I loved it. And I think, mm-hmm. like you say, when you're in that relaxed parasympathetic state, uh, that's when you can make positive change. Um, you're never mm-hmm. going to, you know, hate yourself into a better situation. <laughs> yes, right? I've, I've rarely ever seen that work, if ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, when I, you know, when I, when I kind of rest into a state of acceptance, like this is how it is right now. Even if I don't like it, I at least give myself a ground to stand on. Yes. And when I'm, in, when I'm in that quality of integrity of like, this is how I'm experiencing myself right now. This is how it is right now. This is how much I weigh or, or whatever it is. 
and like open and like, yeah, that's how it is. Am I willing to appreciate myself as is right now? And when that energy of appreciation comes in, then I have some fuel to make a shift, make a change. But as long as I'm looking and judging and criticizing, you know, that, that doesn't really create change. We like to think, particularly criticism, I think we like to think actually creates change, but I've never seen it happen. I've never seen criticism actually work, whether I'm criticizing, being criticized, or criticizing myself. That's right. But appreciation and including the allness of myself and, and just getting like, oh, yeah, this is how it is right now. may not be how I want it to be forever, but right now this is how it is. From there, I have a place to step off of. That's right. Very wise words. Okay, I think we have time for one more, and that is our bodies hold vast wisdom. What do you mean by that? I like to think of it this way. You think of our bodies, depending on whose um, literature you read, are somewhere between 40 and 70 trillion cells. And every cell has the capacity of your whole system. So you think about how many cells are from your neck up and then how many trillions of cells are from your neck down. And then imagine that most of us, at least in the past, have been trying to use the, the intellectual you know, wisdom of ourselves from that neck up and ignoring all this good stuff, all this great intelligence and wisdom that is from the neck down. And, and also, so much of our earliest life patterns got stored as particular postural patterns or um, positional patterns that our bodies actually take on a posture or a movement pattern that is congruent with a belief system. So when I can access it from my body and make a shift in my body, then I often can loosen up the insight and the wisdom of that kind of held belief, but I also open up to something new. I open a new possibility and I kind of begin to bring myself into the vastness of my own intelligence, which includes my intellect but isn't isolated to my intellect. That includes the whole of my head intellectual wisdom, my body wisdom, my intuitive wisdom, um, the wisdom that I learn from other people. So, and that the body system is just, you know, is an amazing wonderland of exploration where all sorts of goodies can get accessed. Wow, I never thought of it that way, but that's a really good point. And thank you so much for sharing a lot of wisdom here uh, with mm-hmm. some pretty big questions. And let's get ready now for our next break. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra, and I am talking to Integrative Life Coach, founder of Tall Poppy Inc., and very wise woman, as you can see, Audrey Hayes Camp. <laughs> we just discussed what Audrey knows for sure. And it all sounds pretty great. So let's stay close because we're going to continue going deep with Audrey on the other side regarding the techniques that she uses to help her clients, which are called body-wise reflections and the radiance technique. Thank you very much. See you soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
GMOs or genetically modified organisms are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. A new health and wellness community is coming in 2015 called holdtreatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together, we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. And welcome back, everyone. Thanks again for joining us. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and my guest today is integrative life coach and founder of Tall Poppy, Inc., Audrey Hayescamp. And in the last segment, we discussed what Audrey knows for sure, those pearls of wisdom that are accumulated after years of experience and introspection. And she showed us that she has a lot of wisdom to share, the type of person who's overcome obstacles of her own and can help you move through yours. So now let's delve into the techniques that Audrey uses to help her clients. Integrative coaching, body-wise reflections, and the radiance technique. So Audrey, how what are the differences between these? How does the integrative coaching work? And in what circumstances do you apply that as opposed to your other techniques? Yeah, thanks. Integrative coaching for me is about being able to use a variety of tools to support someone in their discovery process. So in some cases, that's um, creative expression and writing or drawing. In some cases, that's more movement-oriented, but to access that person's discovery process through their particular unique learning process and being able to have the integration of a lot of different aspects of um, listening, communicating, how to participate with their feelings, how to be expressive, all of those different areas kind of come together for integrative coaching. And I think the most important thing is the capacity to be with 
and be present, like presence myself with my clients, which takes a lot of practice, but isn't really a technique so much as it is um, practicing something for a long time and then dropping the technique. So how, you know, how do I create the environment with them such that they have a sense of um, that they're being appreciated, that I'm curious and interested in what they're up to, and also in supporting them and creating what they want. So presencing myself, particularly through my breath and through my own movement, is probably the most important non-technique that I use for, for coaching. And I also think, you know, in that realm of people only really learn while having a good time. So one of my intentions is always to bring a sense of curiosity, lightness, wonder, and even a sense of amusement and maybe even the possibility that someone could laugh or bring some sense of humor to what they've created and, and also a sense of amusement to what they want to be creating. Interesting. Okay. And now let's move on to the other techniques that you use in addition to this, your body-wise reflections. I imagine that involves some physical work. What do you do there and what does that help your clients with? Yeah, I like to think of body-wise as direct contact coaching. Mm. So when someone comes in to see me, this is a a person, you know, in-person experience that we're getting an idea of how their body, how they're experiencing themselves in their body and also what they really want to be experiencing. And then I seem to have this capacity to see how things are organized um, in their systems and their posture and their movement patterns also energetically such that to go in and make contact with something that may be a kink in their overall flow of energy and aliveness and to be able to be with that place from curiosity and from a sense of appreciation and and support whatever that area is to open up to a new possibility. And a lot of times it, those kinks in the in the system come from um, physical trauma, accidents, um, emotional trauma, you know, like learning how not to have their feelings. People will organize their bodies in a certain way. So with body-wise, it's a way of going in and supporting the, the whole body system to open up and flow energy in a way where they get to be in contact with their wholeness. Mm. So is it true with emotional trauma, for example, that talking through it is one thing, but to really mm-hmm. move past it, you also have to deal with the physical aspect because that experience is recorded in the body. Is that true? Mm-hmm. I, I certainly um, have experienced that as true, and I would say with the people that I work with, that's true. You know, most of us learn how not to have our feelings because our, our feelings um, were inconvenient to ourselves or someone else, and so we learn how to, to try and control the flow of that energy. So I like to think of emotions as just like energy in motion, and we learned how to control and kind of crystallize around our feelings And the unfortunate part of that is that our feelings and our creativity and sense of thriving all come through the same channel. So if I'm not letting myself feel because of the way that my body is is organized or enclosed around a feeling, then I also am not giving myself access to my full creativity. And 
that's usually what most of my clients are looking for. So part of opening their body systems is, is you know, assisting them in making friends with their feelings and, and also giving them some tools as to how to breathe with and move with and express their feelings in a way that's really friendly to them. Interesting. And how about your radiance technique? What do you use that for? Mm. The radiance process is something I could spend hours upon hours talking about. I love it so much. (laughs) And it was designed originally by Gay and Kathleen Hendricks as a way to plug into those early developmental issues and times when stuff got imprinted and stored in our systems before we really you know, had a chance to decide about it. So in our gestational experience and our birth experience and the early bonding and early explorational times, we got a lot of messages about ourselves and a lot of them were limiting, like you're not enough, something's really wrong, um, this is an unfriendly universe. And then those are all in there. It's sort of like the background noise of our life. And the radiance process assist in creating the environment where folks can begin to unlearn or loosen the neural connections of those limiting um, beliefs. Kind of a, it's like almost like a limiting pattern. And to open the space for something else to for something else to arise, like the possibility of knowing the universe as a friendly ally or really knowing themselves as totally lovable and supported for being who they are. And this happens in a very nonverbal kind of way because those early messages got installed way before we were making words. So it requires requires a going beyond the mind, beyond the words, in order to make a shift in those, those areas, those patterns. So is that subconscious programming that you're addressing that, or is it something different? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sub- yeah. I would say the subconscious or the okay. unconscious. And yes. the lovely thing about the radiance process also is it's done, there are two coaches that facilitate, the two master coaches. They have double the presence and double the attention. It's also done in warm water, in a, in a warm water, salt water pool. So it has this very lovely... Um, relaxing, supportive environment where people's nervous system can get a little mushy in a good way yes. and open up those old neural patterns so that you know, new expanded possibilities can have space. So these are some pretty awesome tools that you have <laughs> in your toolbox. and. Yes. <laughs> they sound really great. And so when you're presented with a new client, do you just, depending on what they need, dig into these various tools? I do. I Okay. And I usually take my lead from that. I don't usually. I take my lead from them. So rather than me deciding what's good for them, really giving them a bunch of different options and having them tune in to what feels like the easiest doorway in. So rather than causing the greatest amount of kind of, you know, earthquakey kind of, oh, you know, breakthrough, yeah. my interest is like, what creates a, an opening where they can begin to open possibilities in a way that's really friendly and, and gentle and still really profound and impactful? 
So when you're and working they with... They take the lead, you know? They, they really... I want to be supporting them and knowing, like, they have what they need. And so a lot of it is about supporting them and making choices that really support their aliveness. Okay. And so what does it look like when you're moving someone through, say, healing and into thriving? What do you see as the coach and what do they experience? Mm-hmm. One of the things I appreciate about myself and is that my choice is to always see the person I'm working with as whole. And so rather than believing in or participating with their limitations, what I'm going to keep putting my attention on is loving what they bring to me and then really seeing the wholeness in them, seeing their possibilities. And I, I have a, a certain definition of healing, which is more about the revealing of wholeness that's already there, that no one that comes to me is missing anything. Um, they may have a bunch of extra stuff layered on top of their wholeness, but really it's already there. And what I want to be up to is supporting them in um, melting through and loving the things that are in the way such that they can have a felt experience of their own wholeness and, and uh, uh, their own healing versus like seeing them as broken and they need fixing. So That's it's right. a very different context of experiencing with them. And thriving to me is really about like, wow, like, you know, once I, um, once I remove the requirement for survival, which is a lot of what the subconscious is, like, what's possible beyond survival? Like, the maximum positive impact of by being myself, you know? Um, and so thriving is, like, I think the next step in evolution. You know, we all know pretty well how to survive or are working hard on the survival stuff for many of us. And thriving is that next thing, like, what? If I totally knew all of my survival needs were going to be met, then what? And that, to me, is the wonderful world of thriving that I, I think is um, still pretty uncharted territory. I would agree. And there's probably a fair amount of fear uh, making that transition mm-hmm. from survival <laughs> to thriving as well, because mm-hmm. you probably have to take some chances uh, to get yes. to the state of thriving. And as a coach... Um, I'm sure that you help your clients through that fear. And mm-hmm. I'd actually like on that note to get ready for our final break. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra. And I'm talking to integrative life coach and founder of Tall Poppy Inc., Audrey Hayescamp. And we will wrap up on the flip side with some final thoughts about healing and thriving, which we just started mm-hmm. talking about. And we'll also give you some contact information for Audrey if you would like to reach out. Thanks again, and we'll see you in a few. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. A new health and wellness community is coming in 2015 called HoldTreatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together, we can do it. 
Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. I am your host, Sandra Malhotra, and my guest today is integrative life coach and founder of Tall Poppy Inc., Audrey Hayescamp. And on the other segment, we were just getting into what healing and thriving look like. And we just started talking about thriving. And what I'd like to ask Audrey is what thriving feels like for you personally? And what types of fears or insecurities did you have to overcome to cross that threshold from survival to thriving? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll start with the first part. So... Right now in my life, thriving, it's more of a feeling experience, So, and, and then it includes a bunch of things. So thriving for me feels like all of my systems attuning to, for maximal positive good times and for maximal positive impact with others, and how that shows up in my outer experience is that I have a really intimate, clear, clean relationships with people so that there's not a lot of drama in my life, which I'm very thankful for. That thriving for me is built on the ongoing practice of appreciating, so giving my sensitive awareness to things and also to seeing the value in my experience. Um, thriving for me also requires a really vigorous sense of exploration. So I'm always asking questions that stimulate my system, both my mental system, my intellectual system, as well as my body, and that I'm participating with those explorations on an ongoing basis. And then from a physical place, thriving looks like taking really exquisite care of my physical well-being through movement, both creative movement and structured movement and drinking plenty of water. I meditate every day. I've been a daily meditator for over 13 years. Um, And so taking care of the physicality of myself such that my body doesn't become a limiting factor. So thriving has all these different levels. And it also includes like financial thriving. So that I'm using my money energy in a way that supports my aliveness. So I'm not a big spender on, like, you know, a variety of things. I really 
focus and invest my money and my energy and attention was what, what grows my sense of thriving. And uh, on the other note, as far as fear, geez, I'm, I'm constantly like kind of in the dance, like moving from a sense of fear to more creative flow, and it's this ongoing dance back and forth. And I would say like my biggest fears that I've had to overcome were a really deeply rooted fear that there was something fundamentally wrong with me, hmm. that I felt different from everyone else, and that was bad, and, to, and that being unique and being willing, in my case, like to be my own tall poppy self was, um, was supported, was, you know, encouraged, was inspired. So that was one of my big fears is like being, you know, really believing that I was fundamentally screwed up. And then also a sense of if I really go all the way with my life, will I be alone? Is anyone going to be there? And, and they're taking the risk to, expand myself and learn and grow, not knowing what the answer to that question was going to be, but knowing that there really was no other choice for me than to expand into the fullness of, of who I am and who I'm becoming. So those two are, are kind of my big ones. Like the, um, and then, you know, there are other ones that come in like, you know, what, what will people think? Or I'm being, too, I'm being too much. You know, I really should tone it down. And the fear of, you know, of if I really go all the way, then I think ultimately the, it's like I'll die because I'll be shunned and, you know, set out as an outcast. And so that, you know, all of those things that are the small fears, but also kind of, a, I would say, the collective fears of what happens when you really let yourself go all the way in life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of reasons why people don't go there. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like thriving is being very authentic with yourself, mm-hmm. not having that fear, like you say, of being the tall poppy, mm-hmm. being expressing yourself fully and beautifully and trusting that, like you say, you're not going to be alone, that you're not going to be shunned, that these bad things are not going to happen if you really engage in your own beautiful self-expression and mm-hmm. just... I guess get into a flow with life, mm-hmm. uh, existing in a higher vibration state. Mm-hmm. Like you say, like you, you're not going to be on the Housewives of Santa Barbara anytime soon because you're not into the drama <laughs> of it all <laughs> and and that craziness. Um, it's existing in a different way. So mm-hmm. okay, so thank you for that. That that was really interesting to hear. Uh, what mm-hmm. it feels like for you to thrive. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So now let's. We have just a few more minutes here, so I'd like to make sure our listeners know more about what you're doing with Tall Poppy. So, can you just introduce once again where they can find you on the web and social media, and what types of activities you have coming up, like workshops and so forth? Yeah, great. Thank you. Well, people are welcome to find me on Facebook, both with my name Audrey Hayes Camp, as well as a. Facebook page, which is the Tall Poppy Inc. Facebook page, and I'm posting all sorts of good stuff and often posting my, whatever my daily exploration is on that day, posting and inviting people into the explorations with me. They're also welcome to contact me at tallpoppyinc.com, and my email and phone number are on that for folks that are interested 
and taking it a little further, I um, do what I call a resonance interview to kind of check in to see if we're on the same page, if I'm on the same page with people that are interested in coaching with me. So that's something that they can do and have a personal contact with me and, and you know, kind of feel each other out and say, yeah, I really like you, I want you, or uh, I don't think that we're aligned. <laughs> and, and I have lots and lots of coaches that I feel really excited to refer people to. I this incredible resource of coaches. So I think everyone can find someone that, that fits them and to get supported in a way that really feels supportive. And as far as the things coming up, I have several things coming up, which I love. One is at the end of July with one of my favorite people on the planet, Kat Katie Hendricks. There's something called the Essentials for Conscious Living as well as a five-day conscious relationship, a conscious loving training. And then for me personally, I have a class in early August called Wondercraft, which is about really stoking the fires of your curiosity and asking really good questions. And another workshop on September 12th here in California called Radical Beauty, which is about designing your own experience of beauty from the roots up. And then I have several telecourses um, that are coming up that people can contact me about. One is the Wondercraft. I have another one around body awareness, another one around the early developmental stages and how to resolve those early issues called Better Than a Do-Over, and then another class called Thriving, the New Normal. So there's lots of opportunities as well as group activities that people can participate with, and um, I welcome anyone who really wants to play and wants to take their life to, to new, into new realms to contact me and see what we can do. That's right. These all sound fantastic. And so once again, that's Audrey. Her website is tallpoppyinc.com. So please reach out if you would like to work with her. Uh, Audrey, it sounds like you do amazing work with your clients to really help them move beyond their self-imposed limitations. And the tools that you have at your disposal are fascinating. So thank you very much for appearing on the show today and for the amazing work that you do. Thank you so much. Mm. Thank you so much, Sandra. It's been lovely being with you. I appreciate the opportunity to share what I'm most passionate about. You are very welcome. And I'd just like to close out by encouraging anyone who is working through a trauma or at a crossroads in their life and needs a boost to reach out for help from someone like Audrey or anyone else that you're comfortable with. Uh, Really, we can't emphasize it enough. Asking for help and moving forward is a sign of strength and determination. Uh, I know I'm a professional at asking for help, and I work with a variety of advisors and coaches. And for me, it has made all the difference. And so now for next week, we have another great show scheduled for you with Dr. Nadine. This will be the second show in the Soul Food series where we use her Soul Food Deck One to guide us through various topics. And next week, we're going to focus on that thing which we have touched on today called self-talk and subconscious programming and learn how to get those gremlins in your mind under control because if they are left to their own devices, they can convince you that you're not worthy, lovable, and other big falsehoods. So tune in for some jiggy jiggy whoop whoop with Dr. Nadine. Woohoo! And in the meantime, look us up on social media. WCubed is on Facebook, and I'm on Twitter at Sandra G. Malhotra. You can also learn about all of our activities at WCubedCommunity.com, where you can sign up for updates, including promos for next week's Gen R show. So thank you again, Audrey. You were fantastic. Namaste, everyone. Thank you.
Thank you for tuning in to Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. Please join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. In the coming week, think of the changes that you could make to regenerate your body, mind, and spirit. We'll be right back.